Oh my god, you have to be such a bootlicking piece of sh cuck re to, to still be wearing a mask right now. It, now, now uh, obviously, they're literally just running state propaganda at this point. They're literally just running state propaganda, but hold up. Are people in Chicago running around with fucking assault rifles and gunning that like, what the f dude? Not really, look, things are going back to normal, at least where I live. Uh, not are, they are back to normal, for the most part. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Ralphie Rich Podcast. I'm your host, Ralphie Rich, and we're going to jump straight into it. We have a, a great show planned, um, and we're going to start off with a wonderful video that came out a few weeks ago, or I'm sorry, a few days ago, um, and it's the wonderful President Joe Biden visiting Jimmy Kimmel. Um, now what's, what's interesting about this is that I think now I could easily be mistaken, do your own research, but from what I've heard, um, this is actually the first time that a sitting president outside of an election cycle is going on to a major, uh, network talk show to spew propaganda. Um, it, it's, you know, I, I, it's usually you'll have people who are running, they'll go on talk shows, you know, during an election cycle before voting day. It could be months, could even be a year, but it's during the election cycle, during the primaries, whatever. Now, you know, we're not even, we're way past that. We're almost two years into Biden's presidency. Um, no election in sight, not for a while. And we have him going on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Now, Jimmy Kimmel. I'm a huge fan of Jimmy Kimmel. I like what he does. I like what he's done. Um, you know, people love him. And uh, let's see how he treats the president of the United States of America. Our very special guest tonight is to aviator sunglasses what Tom Cruise is to aviator sunglasses. I'm proud to say I voted for him dozens of times. He is the reason we all got a cavity search tonight. Please welcome. They got a cavity search. They have fingers in their assholes for um, for Biden. All for Biden. President of the United States, Joe Biden. Why the fuck is he wearing a mask? Are the I mean, uh, is I I thought like. First of all, the mandates are over. But even during the mandates, if you wore a mask. Um, I mean, some places you literally had to because they would kick you out. The fucking bootlickers would kick you out of the store or the restaurant, whatever you were, wherever you were at, for not wearing the fake bullshit that doesn't do anything. Um, but but why is he like at this point? It's one hundred percent performative. There is no fucking reason for anyone to be wearing a mask right now. Like no reason. There wasn't really a good reason a year ago, um, and, and there's surely not a good fucking reason now. It's literally just performative. the fuck was that what was that and then kimmel like he doesn't really know what to do because I, I don't know what the fuck i mean kimmel should have saluted him back and did this back although i don't think you can do that to the president of the united states so so biden he gave him the old salute and then shot him shot him right in the heart
By the way, what is this fucking applause break? You don't get this applause break for the job Biden has been doing. You don't get that kind. Of, I mean, Biden is the best. I want to make clear I love Biden. I voted for Biden. He's the greatest. But you don't get that kind. Of, Jesus Christ himself would not get that kind of applause break when coming onto the Jimmy Kimmel show. You know, you don't get that. Okay? You don't fucking get that. I mean, at this, like, this is like something they do in North Korea. They'd have, uh, you know, Kim Jong-un come out and uh, they'd have, oh, now the audience, if you stop, if you don't clap for more than 30 seconds than you're supposed to, you will be killed. You will be fed to the dogs. Do you, under, do you under fucking stand? And I guess that's the same thing that happened here because at this point, this is just uh, American propaganda. This is literally just propaganda, having the president come on and then just unanimous, oh, yes, 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 Afghanistan. Yes, 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 yes. Got my wife your wonderful, the wonderful first lady is here tonight. Why the fuck is everyone in the audience still wearing masks? Holy shit. Holy fucking shit. Like, dude, oh my god, you have to be such a bootlicking piece of shit cuck retard to, to still be wearing a mask right now, and and what is it, what are we in, fucking June 2022, like, who who the fuck are you, who do you think you are, do you think you're part of, like, the elite class, I mean, they, they obviously are, but I'm talking about, like, uh, the other people, to be still wearing a mask and you're a normal person, oh, I'm part of the elite class, I still support this idea that a fucking, this, uh, uh, let's not get into it. By the way, I would fuck the first lady hardcore. She is a gilf big time, motherfucker. Hello. How nice, how nice that the first lady came along. Oh, she did. She just made the commencement speech at Los Angeles Community College. Yes. Oh, By the way, I'm nice. Jill Biden's husband. She's right there. <laughs> Welcome. It's wonderful to have you here. Good to uh, be back, Jimmy. It's I thought good maybe you wanted me to... Just stand Fox all the time. Stand <laughs> you know, Fox all the time? Wait, what did he say? We're going to have to... Oh, by the way, let's let's put the captions on. This should be fun. Um, I, I don't know what he just said. Stand Fox all the time? Biden's husband. She's right there. <laughs> Welcome. It's wonderful to have you here. Good to uh, be back, Jimmy. It's I thought maybe you wanted me to just stand Fox all the time. <laughs> you know, they're very concerned that I might... Stay, they they fucking cut it out like what? I ask you serious questions, so I don't want oh, you know. They really ask serious questions. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't want to upset them at all. Do you mind if I ask you some serious questions? Because this is Not um, unfortunately. Not I never mind having a conversation with someone really smart. Well, uh, I, <laughs> maybe you need to take over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wrong person. Jimmy Kimmel is a fucking idiot. He's. Um, I mean, he's smart. I don't know what family he came from. He's obviously he's in a position of influence and power to be on the Tonight Show, a failing show. But to get into that spot, I guess you do have to be smart in, in certain ways. But as far as like, you know, I, I wouldn't say Jimmy Kimmel's a, a bright guy. And I think Jimmy Kimmel knows that. And that's, you know, look at him. He's sweet. Sweet about it. We, uh, we were here in September of 2019, and one of the things we talked about at length was gun violence. And you said that we need to do something about this gun violence, particularly when it comes to our schools. And here we are, a couple years later. We're halfway through this year already. There have been, what, 27 shootings at schools? Is that true? I guess, I mean 27 shootings in schools since fucking... 
I don't know if that's true. I would look that one up. 27. I mean, if that, I mean, goddamn. Just to get into it, why haven't we done anything about this? Well, I think uh, a lot of it's intimidation uh, by the NRA. And uh, look, intimidation by the NRA. Like the fucking NRA is not like knocking on like the NRA people are going and protesting the fucking Congress. They're uh, and, uh, like intimidation. What the fuck is he talking about? Intimidation by the NRA. Party. This is a, a MAGA party. It's a very different, a, a very different Republican party. And uh, and so you find people who uh, are worried. I believe that if they vote for rational gun policy. They're going to be primaried, and they're going to they're going to lose in a hard right Republican primary. Is that your take when you speak to these guys and women behind the scenes that they are? Is there any honesty? Do they acknowledge that they would like to do something? Well, I think many of them do. Uh, you know, I get in trouble for saying this, but uh, I get on. Uh, we have very different views on a lot of things, but I uh, I've always had a straight relationship with. Uh, with the majority, with the Republican leader, Mitch McConnell. Who, by the way, uh, Mitch McConnell, um, I, I don't know if he's a pedophile. In fact, like, I'm not even going to, I don't want to put anything out there that Mitch McConnell is a pedophile. But there is, I don't know. I think that's obviously not true. But Mitch McConnell's a fucking weirdo. He is a creep. Um, I mean, he's transphobic, homophobic. Uh, he hates brown people mitch mcconnell's not a good guy but i can obviously see the the link between someone like biden and uh, uh mcconnell getting along you, know, you gotta remember mitch mcconnell's a fucking he eats babies allegedly again i don't know if I, that's probably not true it's not true at all in fact that's all not everything i said about mitch mcconnell's i don't think that's true at all he's a guy that when he says something he means it i disagree with a lot of what he says but he means it there are a number of... Like when he said we can't confirm a Supreme Court justice with a year left? That's right. And then said well, the opposite? Well, <laughs> well, well, no, what he did, I mean, look, he's a, he's a leader of, of a party that's moved very hard right. And so in order to get anything done, he, uh, he has a different problem than he did early on, before Trump became president. It seems like maybe the party has moved hard right. I don't know. I don't know if I can dispute the idea that the Republican Party has moved far right because I have seen, at least in my own life, um, the views of uh, Republicans becoming more extreme. So I, I'm not even going to refute that. But this is just a talking point. Let's be clear. This is a, a talking point that the Democrats are using that. You know, the Republican Party has become a, a far right, uh, almost neo-fascist party um, who turned into uh, just a party of Trump, which we'll see in the primaries if this is true. I don't it, it, it probably is true. I mean, most Republicans are huge, big time Trump supporters um, and they have sort of adopted this MAGA mindset. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I don't know that the people have moved they hard have. right. They because have. people overwhelmingly believe we should have serious background checks. They, they overwhelmingly believe that. Look, you may remember, the last time we did something serious about guns was when I passed the assault weapons ban. I was the guy that sponsored that, got it passed. 
limiting the number of bullets that could be in a magazine, whole background checks, a whole range of things. And we passed. And violent crime and gun crime dropped off. It, now, now, obviously, they're literally just running state propaganda at this point. They're literally just running state propaganda. But um, is that true? Did gun violence cease when he limited the number of bullets that were allowed in magazines? Oh, well, see, before I could have 50 bullets, but now, thanks to Biden, I can only have 40. Oh, no. Uh, I'd like to know exactly what happened there. Um, I that guys, come on. Let's let's fucking come only on. get a pass for 10 years. It had to be reauthorized. And when the first Bush administration came along, they didn't reauthorize it. We didn't have the votes. And so what happened was all of a sudden it came back. You could own assault weapons again. And guess what? Crime went up significantly. Oh, wait, wait. Aren't it? Wait, 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 wait. Doesn't most of the crime that occurs with guns, aren't they fucking uh, handguns? Hold up. Are people in Chicago running around with fucking assault rifles and gunning that like, what the fuck, dude? Like a small, look this up, a tiny minority of the gun violence in the United States comes from assault rifles. We just hear about it when the shootings, when the big, big mass shootings happen. But the like 90% plus of gun violence occurs by uh, handguns call me a fucking nra member but like this is just he's literally lying he's literally lying and i love him by the way i love biden i voted for biden i'm voting for him again he's the best but you know he's a fucking liar they're running propaganda right now so there is a direct correlation between the kinds of weapons that can be had look i i met with every single family member good for you dude who were killed and the teachers killed out in, in, in down in Uvalde, Texas. And um, they stayed with me for almost four hours. Over two. I wonder what that four hours was like with Joe Biden. I wonder what... Oh, sorry, Jack. My name's not Jack. Oh, sorry, Jack. Like, what the fuck is he going to... If I... If I, uh, if I had a son or a daughter that died... Uh, in a, at a horrible, horrific school shooting, the last person I'd want is some senile, demented fuck coming over here and just uh, mumbling about, like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like, let me mourn in peace. I don't need your fucking bullshit with the Secret Service coming around so you can make your little political scene, your statement. Like, fuck off. Family and extended family. And the stories they told and the pain you could see on their faces, it just made you... Uh, I mean, it, it, it just, it leaves such a... Shouldn't we demand that every uh, senator... Yeah, you can't leave Biden on for too long by himself or he'll literally just fucking malfunction. His brain will cease to work. So then that's why we're going to have uh, state propagandist Jimmy Kimmel come in and clean up any of the loose ends with Biden. United States, sit with those families. Well, the answer is... Wait, what? Wait, I'm sorry. Let, I, I have to rewind that. I don't know what he just said. Pain you could see on their faces. It just made you... Uh, I mean, it, it, it just... It leaves such a... Shouldn't we demand that every senator in the United States sit with those families? Well, the answer what is... What the fuck? Sure, dude. Let's have uh, 100 senators sit with the fucking families because 
Oh, oh, well, I guess now that I'm close to someone who died because of a because of gun violence, I guess that'll change my mind now. Like that, what the fuck? First of all, what do you think that's gonna do? It's not gonna do anything. Um, also, it, what is this grand? He needs a fucking medal. I think what Jimmy Kimmel needs is a big giant trophy. You know, he's got the tremble in his voice. Could be real, probably real. I think we, we, we should make the demand. Here's what has to happen. All of you folks, and I hope, for, and I'm not being facetious when I say this, hope the Republicans here as well. You got to make sure that this becomes a voting issue. It's got to be one of those issues where you decide your position on the issue of senator or candidate for House or Senate on what we're going to do on us with assault weapons and how have to have, able to have 300 rounds in a magazine. And mag I mean, what you say on those things is going to determine how many vote for you. It should be one of those issues. You're right. It is our fault that people in the House and Congress can take responsibility for it. But it is our fault because we need to stop this. We need to. All right. There's no what the fuck, dude? Stop shifting the blame onto ordinary city. Like it's not our fucking fault. What are you talking about, dude? What the fuck are you talking about? It's not our fault that people uh are deranged and feel so isolated that the only way they can escape is to go and murder people, which I'm not fucking justifying, but what is he talking about? Well, it's off off on not bringing the proper le le legislation. Oh, demand more. We did last time, as I said, and it and it expired in 2004. Can't you and, issue and an executive order? Trump passed those. Can't you? Can't you issue uh, another exec? I mean, you're. I know you issued more executive orders than both past presidents ever. Um, you've issued the most executive orders of any president in history. This is a fact, guys. By the way, can't you just do another one? And by the way, guys, exec. The thing about executive orders. Once the president is out of office, the sitting president who made that executive order, it can easily be overturned by uh, the, the next president. So I don't understand why he's like, oh, can't you just pass another executive order? Once he's voted out, which I I'd imagine he will be to whoever is running in the Republican Party because the country is in such, which you can't even blame everything on Biden. That's the thing. He just really did happen. I mean. What happened with COVID and, and how that fucked up the economy, you can't blame Biden for that. Um, it, he, but it does make him look horrible. And people who are going to be voting, they're not going to be saying, oh, well, uh, you know, the economy, it's because of COVID. They're, no, they're going to be saying, okay, whoever was the president, he's the one who takes the blame. Um, I seriously doubt, you know, he's going to be reelected or many. I, I heard the, the Republicans are going to sweep um, uh, the next round of elections um, in 2022 in November. So, so we'll see how that goes. But, um, like what the fuck is an executive order going to do? Maybe stop or, or you can put your rules in for two years and that's it because it's not like, you know, actual bills and laws that are created in Congress, which are very difficult to get amended or to get, um, uh, uh, strike down after they're already put into law because it takes so long to get them into law. It goes through so many different forms, has to be passed in both the House and the Senate, which, depending on the time, it's usually going to be bipartisan. Uh, or, I'm sorry, it's going to be a partisan. So, um, you know, it, what the fuck? Jimmy Kimmel, dude. Come on, dude. Yes, sir. 
It, well, it, I isn't that something that could happen? Well, I, I have issued executive orders within the power of the presidency to be able to deal with these, everything having to do with guns, gun ownership, whether or not you have to have a waiting, all, all the things that are within my power. But what I don't want to do, and I'm not being facetious, I don't want to emulate Trump's abuse of the Constitution and the constitutional authority. And, and so, and I mean that sincerely, because I often get asked, look, the Republicans don't play it. And I will give Biden, he's actually surprisingly coherent during this interview. I, whenever they have him come on national TV, they inject him with baby cell, like just fucking stims. I don't know what they do, because when you see him during the press conferences, he's a fucking mess. And we're going to watch some, some videos of him uh, in the press conferences later on and compare it to this. Play it square. Yeah. Well, well, guess what? If we do the same thing they do, our democracy will literally be in jeopardy. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm not a joke. And I, I understand that argument, but also it's like you're playing Monopoly with somebody who, you know, won't pass go and won't follow any of the rules. And how do you ever make any progress? Dude, what the fuck is he talking about, dude? Like, what is he? Everything, I, I, like, everything that Trump did with his executive orders were all within uh, the law. Like, he didn't go outside of the law. They wouldn't have allowed that to happen. So what the fuck is he talking the You know, when the people like Trump, they're not passing go and Monopoly will then can't we cheat, dude? Can't we cheat? Dude, Kimmel is such a fucking idiot, dude. Oh, my God. Following the rules. Well, you gotta I mean, send him to jail. Uh, you know. Directly to jail. The president is with us, Joseph Biden. We'll be right back to talk more. We are back with President Biden, um, and the first lady is with us too here in Hollywood. Will you be and my granddaughter? And your granddaughter? Dude, we don't give a fuck, dude. Your fucking first lady or your granddaughter? Fuck off. We literally don't. I mean, I care, but everyone else doesn't give a shit. I again, I'm a huge fan of Biden. I do love Biden. I want to make that 100% clear. I voted for Biden in 2020 and I plan on voting for him again in 2024 if he runs. Here the family is here and her fiance. And fiance. Yes, my daughter's birthday. Oh, how about that? Happy birthday. Happy birthday, baby. <laughs> Does somebody have to like remind you of all that stuff no, with all this no, craziness no, going no. on? No, no, no. My dad used to have an expression. Family is the beginning, the middle, and the end. We, um, I think a lot of Democrats are frustrated because, you know, we got out and voted. Um, we won the House, the Senate, um, the White House, obviously, and still we have had made very little progress as far as I'm concerned when it comes to... So the Democrats literally own the uh, network or, or cable news. Uh, I'm sorry, what am I saying? Uh, networks. They own the networks at this point. Literally just... He's saying we. So so I wonder what's going to happen in a few years when you know the Democrats have even more control over media um, because now they're quite literally coming out as like... I try to think back 10 years ago if... if um, if a host on uh, a show like Jimmy Kim the Jimmy Kimmel show would come out and deliberately just just tr I'm this and I think we should push for those ideas. I remember um, hearing that, you know, hosts on talk shows like this used to be uh, just apolitical. They used to not get involved, which, you know, I don't have an issue with them becoming political, but it is interesting to see that evolution over time, to see them turn into something that literally just spews Democrat, uh, Democratic propaganda from the Democratic Party. Just, just state propaganda, baby. Obviously, 
uh, reproductive rights, voting rights, climate change, the, all these things, and in some ways we've, we've moved backwards. Well, in climate change, we've actually made some real moves. I mean, we have, we have you know, one in seven of the, all the changes that have taken place in terms of solar, wind, and, and, and wind pumps, and I mean, uh, pumps and like, uh, have occurred in the last 18 months. By the way, wind sucks. Wind? If we're talking about wind, wind sucks as a renewable energy source. Just go fucking solar, baby. It's an opportunity with the process we have dealing with energy to be able to gradually move more rapidly than we have been to alternatives. For example, electric vehicles. Jimmy, when I got elected, I, you know, I've pushed electric vehicles for the last, I don't know, God knows how long. Well, I had, I had a, a, a conversation with the chairman of the board of General Motors, Mary Berry, and... Uh, so I highly recommend you guys go check out the channels, not just Bikes and Alan Fisher, I believe, but they have great videos talking about um, the future of transportation and what needs to happen if we really want to reduce the harmful effects of CO2 and other um, emissions in the atmosphere uh, to hopefully mitigate... Uh, climate change, um, because climate change, guys, it is real. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna give you a, a fucking a lesson here, but it, it, it's fucking real, and it is an issue that uh, you need to worry about because it actually will affect you 20, 30, 40, even a decade uh, from now. Um, but electric cars are better than, um, uh, you know, regular gasoline cars, right? But, as I'm sure you've heard, the material, the rare minerals that go in to these electric vehicles, as well as uh, the actual energy it takes to charge up one of these bastards, uh, is very taxing on the earth. Very difficult. Um, uh, of course, they are a better alternative to what we have now, but they're not the future. And, you know, it's a meme at this point. The future... <laughs> Uh, is public transportation. Uh, we need to nationalize public transportation. Um, and get some goddamn trains, dude. Get some goddamn... I, again, I highly recommend the channels. And if you're, are, you're, pro if you're on the left, you're probably already familiar with these basic talking points. But for those of you not, um, uh, I highly recommend Not Just Bikes and, uh, and Alan Fisher, uh, for starters, and, and watch some of the videos that they talk about uh, as far as electric cars go. Um, oh, and uh, uh, Adam Something. I also highly recommend Adam Something. They all three have really great videos on this topic. Suing California, remember, and for because your standard was too high. Right. Said, well, guess what? We had a conversation. I got a call from her about three days, four days later. She dropped the suit and committed she's going to go all electric in the entire General Motors line. And by 2035, by 2030, going 50% electric. Well, it is, no, but it really is. And then Ford came along and did the same thing. So we're on a path, and, and what is the successor to Chrysler is doing the same thing. We're moving in directions that are being slow. Look, we won. I won by, I got 81 million votes, uh, more than anybody's ever gotten. Because, and thank you for those who helped me. With. But what's happened to me is, you know, we still only ended up with 50 senators, which means that we have 50 presidents. And two of them are kind of um, on uh, iffy. I uh, at well, best. here's the thing. It's interesting. You know, one of the things that's causing problems is that people think it's the Democratic Party that's so divided and the problem. The problem is... We have what are you talking about? That is the fucking issue. What are they... Oh, my God, dude. What is he fucking talking about? That literally is the issue when you have people like Kirsten Cinema and uh, the fucking 
uh, uh, mansion, dude. Like, what do you mean? There are factions within the Democratic Party that are preventing unity. When you have people like the squad, uh, AOC, and, and then on the other side, you have more moderate people. Like, what? Like, yes, they are divided. Whereas it seems to me like the Republicans are pretty much one on board and that's the advantage that they have the reason there's so much blockage the reason things are moving so slowly with the democratic party is because they can't they can't agree on anything look at the human infrastructure bill um and the physical infrastructure bill look at how long it's been taking them to agree on little fucking things like there's no unity i don't know what they're talking about what is he talking about Eight out of 50 senators vote with me 95 percent of the time more than any president's gotten that kind of support from their from their constituents. i don't know if that's but true by the 50. way and you can't get even two three four republicans to vote look what's happening now with regard to everything from the way they talk about this potential decision from the supreme court i mean it's going to be it's awful what do we do about well, that i well, mean what do we do and what well, do you say to joe manchin kristen cinema what do you say to them when well, you get them on the television well what i say to them is and by the way they agree on a lot of these proposals relating to everything from from choice all the way to I would hope so. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I know, but it's not like they are there 80% of the time. The pace that they're not there is Joe's not there on a lot of things having to do with the climate and the environment because he comes from coal country and, and he has a different view. Um, and uh, Kristen is not always there in terms of the tax policies. Look, here's where we are. We have the fastest growing economy in the world, the world, the world. We have 8.6 million new jobs just since I got in office. Unemployment rates down to 3.6%. We reduced the deficit last year by $320 billion. This year, we're going to reduce it by $1.7 trillion. Trillion dollars. Right. And so we're the strongest economy, and that's allowed us at least to stay on top of and a little bit ahead of what's happening around the world. Second thing is, look, inflation is the, is, is the, is the bane of our existence. Inflation is mostly in food and in gasoline. Yeah. At the pump. That's what kills you because it's well, a little billboard telling you, everyone you every, how expensive but, everything but, is. If Donald Trump leaves one of those Sharpies over for you, you can maybe change the price on that, uh, you know. Bob, we could. That, but, that's not fucking funny. But, but, but here's the deal. You know, my dad used to say every, every family is a little bit of breathing room. If you take and look at all the costs that a family has on a monthly basis, it also includes health care, prescription drugs childcare, all those things. What I'm proposing we get, and I think we can get it done, I'm proposing that we, in fact, reduce the cost of those things. Why should anybody, anybody of you in the audience know anybody who has to take insulin, insulin. every month because they have sure. type 1 diabetes, type 2 diabetes? Yeah. Well, guess what? They're charging as high as a thousand bucks a month in some places, average $647 a month on average. Well, if I pass what I want to get done, which we can do, and we can do it relatively easy, it's not going to cost more than $35 a month. It costs these companies... No, no, I'm not... This is not, as our friends on Fox would say, socialism. This is very practical. They have... It costs 10 bucks to make a vial. So charging $35 gives them, you know, a significant profit. They don't need... For example, our oil companies... By the way, I don't disagree with this conceptually. Um, I don't know all the details around... Um, the pharmaceutical industry, but the idea that these companies can come in and make exorbitant amounts of profit upwards of, you know, 500%, you know, as you know, in business, generally, um, profit margins 
depending on the sector that you're in. Let's just take the restaurant industry. Very, very tough industry because the profit margins usually range anywhere from a negative percentage to maybe 10% if you're doing very well. Um, these pharmaceutical companies, they ha- they might have a drug they produce for $10, like he's saying, and they're selling it for 300 That's like 3,000% profit. Like That's insane. That is absolutely insane. Um, so the idea of the state getting involved to just say, hey, look, you can make your drugs that people need, but you're going to have to we're going to have to put some restrictions on the price. Now, I'm I'm not too keen on. Uh, so so medicine, a lot of medicine and a lot of prescription drugs um, are very inelastic because people always they're always going to need them. And if the price goes up, it's unlikely that people will stop buying. They're, they're going to keep buying them, especially if it's something that saves their life. They can't live without it. Um, so you're sort of you have these people in a place where they have no say. Uh, the market has no say on on what the price should be. Um, they have it artificially high. That's the thing. It's artificially high, artificially high. Um so I'm okay with the idea of having the government come in and saying, look, guys, you can't do this to people. It's just like there comes a point where, you know, capitalism uh, has some faults. It does have some faults. And that is you can't. Ex- this is basically extortion to the families and people who need it. Um, so I am on board with this, although as far as what he's talking about, I don't know the specifics. I don't know what he would go in and do. I'd have to read about it. Everybody says, well, Biden won't let them drill. They have. They have 9,000 drilling sites that they've already owned that are there. They're not doing it. You know why? Because they make more money not drilling and buying back their own stock. It's all screwed up. No, and that's the it, thing. It's well, like, it is screwed up, but we are only a few votes away from being able to straighten it out. We have to get the message across in a way that is understandable to people like the folks in my family we grew up. Tell people what the, what, 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 just what the facts are. And the facts are that this, this isn't anything about so. This is about building the economy. When I ran, I said, I want to build a new economy. No more trickle down from the bottom up and the middle out, because when the middle does well, everybody does well. The wealthy do very, very well. The idea there are 54 major corporations in America made $40 billion last year and don't pay a penny in taxes. Not a penny. How many think the tax code is fair anywhere along the line here? How many? No, I'm not being facetious now. I'm being deadly earnest. Yeah, all right. My only issue, like, the idea of taxing corporations, obviously, like, who the fuck doesn't want to tax corporations? The issue comes into play is when you start taxing corporations at exorbitant amounts, you're going to affect the economy, okay? Because these corporations are then going to start making cutbacks and looking at all the ways they can reduce their expenses. It's it's natural. Um, in In economics... Uh, uh, the economy goes through uh, cycles. It goes through uh, growth and recessions. It's normal. It's part of of um, how financial systems work, right? Um, when you tax, when you increase taxes, whether for the individuals or the corporations, that's antithetical to growth, okay? You can't have high taxes and high growth. That's just not how it works. When you do high taxes, you reduce the amount of capital that a company or person has to then reinvest either back into the company or uh, spending it in the economy. When you increase the amount of taxes, that company or that person 
uh, has less money to then reinvest or spend back in the economy, and that slows the economy down. So if an economy is overheating, say there's too much growth, which happens, and when there's too much growth, that's when you have a lot of inflation. Uh, when there's too much growth, a, 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 a government might come in and say, hey, okay, we're going to have to increase taxes. This is fiscal policy, by the way. Monetary policy is something that that's with the Fed, and we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, and that's more along the lines of controlling and getting inflation under control uh, via um, uh, raising the interest rates. And uh, um, yeah, but um, so what he's saying isn't true. Like you're not, you can't have it both ways. You can't do high taxes or, or raise taxes on companies and also have a lot of growth. The reason we had so much growth um, uh, earlier, previously, is because of the lack of restrictions. Now, again, I'm not saying that, you know, we shouldn't. I think they should pay their taxes, but just don't expect there to be as much growth in uh, in the economy. It's going to be slowed, which might be good. That might be good to where we can get things under control. So if we had a minimum tax of 15%, just on this year, I mean, minimum 15, it doesn't hurt them at all. They make Wait, okay. What I am confused about, because in accounting, uh, I'm, first of all, I am a finance major, but in accounting, everything that I've heard, like, corporations do I, I i thought they have high taxes already do they not like upwards of 30 percent, depending on uh the size of the company i let's wait i actually let's go ahead and look this up because i i don't know is it even true that corporations don't pay anything let's see all right um what percent no no, no. what tax bracket is walmart and we're going to use Walmart. Okay, look. Walmart's last 12 months effective tax rate is 25.5%. Uh, let's look up Amazon. And that's effective by the way. That's that's not marginal. That's not that that's not nominal. This is effective, which means this is what they actually pay after calculating everything out, you know, all the deductions and what have you. Deductions, uh, credits. Let's see. Uh, what tax bracket is Amazon? Okay, that's that is uh, Amazon is best actor of tax avoidance. So they're good at avoiding tax. They're paying twelve percent of effective tax rate, um, in contrast with thirty five. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Thirty five percent corporate tax rate in the U.S. That's what they should be in. Um, so yeah, they're not paying. So, yes, yeah, so companies are finding ways, um, most likely through deductions, to, you know, counting everything as an expense for the company. Which, guys, the reason they have, by the way, if you're wondering, like, oh, why are companies allowed to do this? Why are they allowed to just say things are expenses? It's because the government created this tax structure in a way to encourage business growth. They want companies um to continue growing because when companies grow they're able to hire and bring on more employees and provide those employees with jobs and with those jobs comes all kinds of benefits um and hopefully good pay um so the the idea is if you reinvest that money back into your company instead of paying it out to shareholders you don't have to um uh, pay as much taxes on that. And 
um, what you're allowed to do with companies is by reinvesting, let's say, uh, you know, your Amazon and you build a new facility. Well, that counts as infrastructure. You're building, uh, that's an investment into your company. You can write all, I'm 90% sure you can go ahead and write all of that off because you're creating a new facility that is going to bring thousands of jobs, thousands of people over to work, uh, and help boost the economy. So these are incentives. So if you want to go ahead and say, okay, we're not going to have those incentives, I would then ask, okay, at what level do we get rid of these incentives? Which is the question to be asking. You don't just make some broad, you know, um, stroke and say, hey, from now on, all businesses, you're not able to get all of these wonderful tax benefits that we give to business owners and, and business. You, you don't get that anymore. Um, you know, reach a point, maybe a market cap, you know, say, oh, okay, once you get to a $100 million market cap, uh, we're going to not allow you to do as many deductions or, or uh, write-offs as you were able to do before, um, which some people could probably say, you know, that's going to stop the growth of the economy. So all of these things that Biden is proposing is not going to help the economy grow, which, guys, take an econ course. Just take an econ course, and you'll know... It's you don't need what you look, look, that's not the way economies work. They don't just you don't just go on this forever path of growth. You go up and down. That's how it goes. This idea that you're just going to be infinite growth, infinite growth. That's not how it works. But what I don't like is this idea that, you know, Joe Biden saying, oh, we're making the economy uh, grow. It's going to grow. Uh, that's not necessarily true. If we were to enact a lot of these things that he's talking about, it would not grow. It would uh, slow. It would slow a lot. Um, and, and one other thing I am kind of worried about, the idea that if we start imposing taxes or, or we're more strict with, with the way we make these companies pay, um, which is fair in a lot of ways that, you know, they should pay their fair share. Um, they're going to move. They're going to move to countries or places that um, are have much less taxes, which is a fear. And they can still um, operate profitably outside of the United States. So that is something to look out for. And we don't want that to happen either. We don't want our American companies moving offshore lot of money still and we can raise a lot of money to make sure that child care doesn't cost you 1400 bucks a month to make sure that this all makes perfect i'm what you call a boutique hotel i'm looking to provide a more unique experience do you like single origin coffee over a game of chess me too and the fact that this makes sense is why it doesn't make sense and why it seems so crazy and that we have so many problems and that maybe it's just that Americans aren't as knowledgeable as they should be. Or maybe there's a, uh, a Death Star pumping false information into our brains. Fox, right? Or, yeah, or, maybe, or maybe it's always been this way. I mean, here in L.A., what, like, like you know, a small fraction of people voted uh, in the primary yesterday. And then everybody wants to complain about everything. And it's just, it's enough already. And I think you need, need to start yelling at people is really what well, I think. Well, here's what I think. Look, think about this. Look what impact the pandemic has had on people. It has had enormous impact, negative impact. Think of just, think of just your kids. How many of them got to go to a prom? How many had a graduation that got celebrated? How many of, how, how much has changed in terms of the relationships between people and how they interact with one another? 
I mean, so much is Not really. Look, things are going back to normal, at least where I live. Uh, not are. They are back to normal, for the most part. You have a couple of fucking idiots who still walk around with their masks on. They, You look like such a dumb fuck, by the way. Anyone who still wears their mask in, in today's age, I want to go up to them and start fucking punching. Uh, violence. Physical violence. And just fucking start punching them in the nose. Um, because it, it's either performative or they're literally dumb. Like they, they have a low IQ, like they're fucking stupid, baby brain, smooth brain. Like they're fucking dumb. That's the only reason you're still wearing a mask. You, oh, I'm scared. I'm scared. The masks, by the way, I hate getting into this. Cause like I'm, everyone's so over COVID. It's so like old. It's so dated at this point. The fact that they're still treating it like, oh, so much is not forever changed. It's like socially, nothing. Socially, everything should be back to normal. Socially, if you're talking about the economy, yeah, things have changed, or you know, big time. But socially, everything should be back to normal. This idea, you know, this is why I get so pissed off when I see Biden coming out. Uh, with the mask on, taking the mask off like that. When you see your president doing that, he's uh, basically they're showing you that, oh, this is the way it should be. Look, because the president, he's the highest person, uh, most superior person in the United States, literally like you don't get. Uh, I mean, you can say billionaires or uh, have more power, but officially he's like the, the top person. When you see your top, your leader still wearing a mask, a mask that does absolutely fucking nothing literally nothing especially right now you can you could make dumb arguments back then when when the pandemic was really churning but fucking it does literally nothing um when you see that you say oh well why is my president um partaking in make-believe why is our president partaking in something that is nothing has nothing to do with science it's highly performative um I don't know. I don't know. Why the fuck are they doing that? This is when you can have your conspiracies. Why the fuck is everyone in the audience at these talk shows? I was watching Trevor Noah last week. Why are they still wearing masks? Or they're, tr they're trying to tell us that we should all still be wearing masks for some reason, even though 99% of the mandates have been dropped. By the way, the mandates were fucking bullshit to begin with, but the actual mandates were dropped. Uh, the CDC and the World Health Organization have come out saying that we're pretty much back to normal. Uh, so why are we still doing this fucking bullshit almost two and a half years in? Like, fuck off, please. Vivek Murthy, the Surgeon General, talks about the need for significant mental health proposals relating to people who are feeling not knowing where they're going, not knowing how, how to respond, not knowing how to act. And so there's a lot we can do. But the bottom line is, I think, that we've seen such a radical shift in one party and the ability of that party to, the, that minority of the, the MAGA yeah. folks. It's like we're living in two it. countries at once. Yeah. And, and it's so, like, but you but, can be, you can, you but can I've be. Never, I've sorry. never been more optimistic in my life, so I'll tell you why. I, why are you so optimistic? No, it I, makes no sense. No, it does. <laughs> Look at the kids. Look at the young people, best educated, least prejudiced, most giving generation in American history. Turn on the television. Now. Turn on the, no, I'm serious. Right, there's something to that. Yeah. No, I'm serious. You turn on the TV, look at the ads. When's the last time you saw biracial couples on TV? When's the last time you saw the way, I mean, people are selling products. They do ads to sell products. And they sell products when people, they appeal to people. This generation is going to change everything. We just got to make sure we don't give up. 
There's an ability for us to do everything from inf increase the, the, the access to education, health care. Look what we did in health care. All, all the talk about it. I was able to reduce people's bills about 400 bucks a month. It has changed and, people's lives for the better. No, no so, question so about it. So there's a lot of major things we've done. But what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is... Uh, um, let me say it another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, we haven't been able to communicate. But it look how that. the press has changed. Mm -hmm. Look how the press has changed. It has changed. Oh, listen, it, I, I get it. it. I know you get you overstand it. Yeah. You don't just understand it. You overstand it. <laughs> but here's the deal. One of the things is that it's very difficult now to have a um, even with, with notable exceptions, even the really good reporters, they have to get the number of clicks on on the, on the nightly news. Mm -hmm. So instead of asking a question. Anyway, it just everything gets... You, you know, Biden's not doing a horrible job, and he's making some good points here. Um, you know, where he was going with the clicks and, and having reporters and news stations and journalists incentivized to be sensational, as sensational as possible. But they have treated Biden so fucking well. He should not be talking about the press. He should be so far away from the press because they, other than Fox News and, like, the Daily Wire and any other right-wing... Organizations like everyone has been like ridiculously nice to this president. Like he should not be fucking mentioning the press. Although what he has to say is correct factually. In ways, in, but I'm convinced we can get through this. We have to get through it. And one of the things, look, I'm going to take a break and then we'll talk a little bit more. I don't, if you don't mind. Me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have some of those commercials. I, 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 we have some biracial commercials we need to show. We'll be back with President Biden. We're back with the president of the United States. Um, just a just a process question. When you have sensitive documents that you need to flush down the toilet, you do that. Is, is that done in your office toilet or is that done in the bathroom in the personal bathroom area? Oh my from. god, the fucking joke writing on this show is so it's so bad. It's so bad. Like just if you're gonna do jokes, please let them be good fucking joke like oh when you find highly sensitive information is a toilet what toilet do you use Dying. like fuck shut up uh, <laughs> and, uh, i haven't <laughs> you know it really talks about you know sensitive documents and like i i don't destroy anything but one of the things uh, that sure I spent more time with Xi Jinping than anybody any other has. Xi Jinping! Why the fuck would he better be like shitting on Xi Jinping? Like, if you're gonna, let's see what he says. When I traveled him 17,000 miles, spent 78 hours with him, they tell me, all told. And uh, we'd have, I'd have a consecutive interpreter and he'd have one. And the difference between when I would do that and others would do it, I always handed in all my notes. You got to hand in your notes. Hand in my notes. It's, you learn that, we learn that in school, That's theoretically. Right. Uh, Roe versus Wade. Boy, these what? He, like, I'm sorry. So he hands in his notes so that, like, to, what? Keep coming at you, don't they? I mean, there's no, you, you have not had an easier, what a terrible job you have. I mean, <laughs> what, uh, I'm glad you're doing it, but boy, oh boy, does this seem well, like a bad you know, gig. It's a, I think if the, if the court overrules Roe v. Wade and does what it's yep. draft. What we fear they will. Well, yep. if that occurs, I think we have to. We have to legislate it. We have to make sure we pass. Yeah, by the way, that, like, dude, if you're for them overturning Roe v. Wade, you need to please just be quiet. You know, calm. Like, why the fuck would that? It, the conservatives are supposed to be for liberty. They're supposed to be for um, people having bodily autonomy. 
Uh, or actually, maybe they're not. Maybe I'm thinking of the libertarians. I get them so often confused. Um, not really. But, um, you know, the idea that um, the state should be able to intervene in your medical decisions based not in science but purely on religion it, it's a, it's a religious um this is all religious make no mistake about it this is driven from religion uh, christianity um the idea that you're going to legislate based on a number a, a smaller number and, and it's shrinking a shrinking number of people's views um which i think the vast majority of people in the united states uh agree that there should be abortion uh, rights or at least limited abortion rights for women. The idea that you're going to stop abortion by, uh, by, an, by striking down Roe v. Wade, a uh, precedent that has allowed women to safely obtain uh, these medical procedures is it's foolish. It's ridiculous because now you're going to have the same thing with the gun control shit. Same thing with the gun control shit. You're not going to reduce crime. You're not going to reduce abortions. Now you're just going to have fucking black market abortions. You're going to have black market crime or, or black market gun purchases. So, you know, the idea that you're going to stop it is fucking absurd. Uh, it's absurd. Then you you know you're gonna have medical tourism, basically, which that's not gonna be fun. Tra traveling across state lines because your state will literally put you in a fucking cage for practicing bodily autonomy. Come on. Making it a, a law that is the federal government says this is how it works. In another situation where most of the country is on the same page, something like 64% of Americans do not want to see Roe v. Wade overturned. It's just gonna be the beginning, by the way. You know, there used what? to be a, a, a case called Connecticut versus Griswold. Oh, I'm very familiar with it. Well, well you no, know, I'm not, I'm no, but, all, but all kidding aside. Is that from the National Lampoon Vacation yeah, movie? It is. <laughs> but Connecticut versus Griswold said that you could not use contraception in the privacy of your own bedroom because in the Constitution there was no right to privacy. And so they could outlaw, and if you use contraception, it was against the law. You couldn't purchase contraception. And, you know. Oh, yeah, sorry. My, uh, my card went full on me there contraception it was against the law you couldn't purchase contraception and you know there's a whole range of things that are at stake here when we talk about eliminating roe v wade and all it's all the same-sex marriage it. i mean it's just ridiculous in my view and i don't think the country will stand for it but i think what we're going to have to do there's some executive orders i could employ I, we believe we're we're looking at that right now but i want to keep i want to keep employing but look it's clear that if, in fact, the decision comes down the way it does and these states impose the limitations they're talking about, it's going to cause a mini revolution. They're going to vote a lot of these folks out of office. We got to keep it focused on if, some, if you cause a mini revolution is he, he better be careful with his uh, language inciting, perhaps cause a mini revolution, have a, a bunch of fucking people going out and doing what exactly and are you justifying this mr president they overrule where we wait in the state in california won't do it but other states say that you cannot do the following it's always a law you can't cross the border you can't all, all the things that some states have and you got to make sure that you vote you got to vote let people know exactly what the devil you think and we change it
Yeah, we have to vote for people who are fighting for this country and not just reacting to these horrible things because we should have done something about gun violence a long time ago. The climate is something we could all look back at these days and go, oh my God. But we have made we... some progress there. There's 560,000, but, but it's moving. It's moving. My mother used to say, out of everything bad, some of good will come if you look hard enough for it. So the, re the reduction on the use of oil also increases the need to find alternatives. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm, that's why I'm going over to the quote, G7, the seven largest economies in the world, and meeting in, uh, in Germany in a couple weeks. Well, we're uh, looking hard for the good things, and we're glad you're looking hard for the good things, too. We can do this. This All is right. the United States of America. We can do it. I hope you're right. I really mean. I mean. President Biden, everyone. Thank you, Mr. President. Dude, it wasn't terrible. I was actually, I was coming in wanting to just shit on Biden, but uh, he did a very, I, I think, a decent job. It was a good appearance. I, it's, I mean, it's literally state propaganda, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, and I I don't know how long, I, I don't know if this has been like an hour, but... Um, uh, we're done. This was the show. If you didn't like it, you know, I'm moving towards inevitably just more of a stream style podcast where we just ba it's basically streaming, um, but in the cut up for a podcast. Um, it's just the few it's it's the way I, I like it. It's the way I like it. But uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, please go ahead and subscribe on YouTube or follow us on any of the major podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Music. or I'm sorry, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, etc. Um, and uh, follow us on Instagram at Ralphie Rich. That's uh, my name, Ralphie Rich, and Twitter, same handle, Ralphie Rich. And I will see you all next week. Goodbye.